It's our fifth COVID homepage radio show. And as you have no doubt fully experienced in your own lives, the bizarre thrall of COVID-19 in our entire world, but also in our microcultures of each and every one of our little homes, has rendered what we do when we are at home to have a new perspective. And it's been daunting, to say the least, and maybe revelatory, but it's, it is what it is. And joining me on homepage radio on WPKN 89.5 on your FM dial at the University of Bridgeport during an incredibly important fun drive, which I'm hoping all the people that are tuning in understand that you could only be listening to this if you support this station, and I'll give you the means to do that. Joining us today is Rod Richardson. Rod, how are you? I am fine, Duo. How are you? Well, I'm in my office again for the fifth time, and I can't see your lovely face for the for the fourth straight month. It's so uh, your life has improved via COVID. Then, is what you're saying? <laughs> I think it's been I think it's been palpably saddened by the lack of interaction with the actual physical presence of WPKN. Tell me how the sto- how the uh, station is doing. Uh, the station is, well, if you tune in and listen on a regular basis, we're broadcasting. Uh, we, we continue to juggle everything we need to juggle to make sure that uh, WPCAN does what it's supposed to do, which is to uh, enlighten and inspire and uh, provide comfort and provide information. So all of that's happening, and we've had some uh, wonderful phone calls this morning at 203-331-9756 during the fun drive. Um, and I might suggest, if I may, that if you are really, you know, into the conversation that's going to be happening on this program, um, you can go to our website and make a donation online at WPKN.org. You hit the donate link, and while you're listening to homepage, you're doing the pledge thing. So you can actually hit two birds with one stone, so to speak, or drive two nails with one hammer. Maybe that's the better analogy. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing is you're paying my massive salary that I've yet to receive. Uh, yeah, which, we didn't you? Which, is in, which I, you know, I'd be forever grateful. Uh, and in fact, I would say that if you give a million dollars to WPKN, I will probably get a Diet Coke. So no, just you, think about that for no, a minute. No, Duo, you get the last zero in that number. <laughs> you get the very final zero. Because you're, you're a volunteer, and you've been you've been at this for quite some time now. I mean, how many years has the program been going? Because oh, I know it gosh, was started with five, Benny. Because the first couple of years are with Benny Klein, and right. then these last two or three years have been with you. Really? It's only been that maybe five maybe years? Maybe three, four. I don't know. It's been a while. It, but, but the thing is, you know, you're part of the fabric of this place because you're here every fourth uh, Thursday of the month at 12 noon, yep. and, and you provide a really fascinating glimpse into the world of where we live, how we live. Um, from various perspectives, and it's because, and this station can have this show because of its nature. But I digress. Please uh, go forward. To uh, I'm talking too much. Well, actually, the whole reason that what you just said means something, and this radio station means something, is that the essence of music and culture in our lives is as deep as anything. But nothing is deeper than the home itself. And when a gigantic wash of goo happens the COVID pandemic, and we are forced essentially to change every way we deal with everything in the world, 
not necessarily end and not necessarily start new things, just change and reappropriate what things are important, human beings really do try to come up with the future or hard judgments or prognostications or in some way save the day. And, and, and one of the great things about WPKN and I hope about this program is we kind of pull back on that and basically say you could try to predict things, but really what you can do is you can be sensitive and aware of what is. And part of that right now is really thinking about the last four months you and your home, and not saying what will be the next post-COVID home, but what have changed? What has changed in your home in a good way, and what has changed in your home in a bad way? And this show is basically called uh, the COVID Home: Winners and Losers. And and I was writing down some lists of winners and losers, and I'm going to share them with you now. And then we're going to be talking to Bruce Barber, who a lot of people know who listen to radio, sort of one of the great men of humans of radio in Connecticut. We're talking to the AIA president, George McGoldrick, who has been an architect for a long time and seen many things. We're going to talk to the former mayor of Trumbull, Tim Herbst. And we're also going to be talking to Lucy Gelman, who is an amazing arts doyen and, and sort of has her ear to the, uh, the railroad rails of, of culture. And then we're going to wrap up with Greg Amaranti. I'm sorry, not Greg Amaranti. That's my high school classmate, Joe Amaranti, of the New Haven Register, who also does the arts in, in the world, but has, I think, got an interesting perspective about the broad swath of Connecticut culture. So when you think about culture and you think about your home, just think about these winners. And I want, to, I want you to, radio audience, I want you to think about basically, do you agree with me? I mean, I think the winners of COVID are pretty simple in the home. I think the table, sitting around a table and talking to each other has made a huge comeback. The window, I'm looking out my window right now at, at, at beautiful flocks that have been in my garden for 35 years, and I really am only seeing them from this chair for the first time during COVID. Or how about the thermostat, whether you have air conditioning or heating, you now, because you're sitting at home for hours and hours and hours, are now maybe for the first time aware of what temperature it is. Or how about if you have a front porch or a back porch, the idea of being outside and contained, protected, but at the same time outside, maybe feels bizarrely more protected than it ever does. Or maybe... You've been cooking outside. The grill, maybe, means more to you now than it did before the COVID pandemic because you can't go to too many restaurants now. You can go to some, but you basically are cooking a lot more. And after cooking all winter inside, maybe cooking outside means something. And that extra place you have, whether it happens to be a, a, a walk-in closet for a Zoom call or a basement that has your office in it, or maybe even a guest room that actually just becomes a place you can retreat to while all these other family members are around you. And what about like cookbooks? Those have made a huge resurgence because people are actually cooking again. And then there's always Zillow and those other uh, real estate porn websites where you're looking at everybody else's house. That really shows you how cool it is. But then again, places like Zillow or House or these places can sort of show you what you don't have. And maybe that ushers in what, who are the losers of COVID? How has the pandemic revealed things we don't like? Well, you know, I think everybody's sink is filling up more rapidly than ever before. And the, the sink just shows you what you haven't done 
And it can be kind of a bummer to see all those meals that were consumed and all the waste that's there, and you just haven't touched it. Kind of a tough thing. That home gym that you have stuff stacked on top of that you really haven't hit, and you realize that the COVID-19 is not just the year when it happened. It's also the number of pounds you've gained since March. Or, or the coffee table, this flat surface that was once a place that had picture books that nobody looked at just sitting there is now stacked with any number of undone, unstarted, unfinished, just unproject projects which don't go away but are there making you feel crappy about yourself. Or maybe even it's just the home TV. You might just be sick and tired of the home television. And maybe you're just getting a little sick and tired of being sick and tired in your bed. I mean, it's a trap. You can sit there for hours now because there isn't a job to get up and go to. That can be a guilt trip. And just the large, great room, which, you know, involves homeschooling or Zoom calling or all this other kind of stuff. It's, it's sort of like this polluted harbor, like, like New York City was in 1976, just filled with all this stuff you wish wasn't there. Well, these are the things I'm talking about. I'm talking about the basic things in our lives that are manifested themselves in our homes. And on Homepage Radio, we're going to be talking really about the winners and losers of COVID-19. And when we come back, we'll be talking to somebody that I think many people know orally via their ear, which is Bruce Barber. And we'll be talking to him about what are his winners and losers of COVID-19 on Homepage Radio, WPKN 89.5 FM on your dial. Well, welcome back to Home Patriotio. This is Duo Dickinson. This is WPKN-FM, broadcasting from the radio station at the University of Bridgeport, right there in central coastal Connecticut. This station has got an amazing, literal, in this case, bandwidth. It literally comprises almost a limitless number of different musical genres, but also political genres, uh, news genres, cultural genres like homepage radio. And this show comes on once a month because you support this radio station. You're the person that actually says, you know, I really don't want to listen one more time to uh, News Radio 88 telling me where the traffic is tied up or some other well meaning ad filled commercial radio station. You want to support WPKN, and if you do, if you think this is a meaningful thing, and a lot of people listen to this show specifically, I would ask you sincerely to give a call now at 203-331-9756, and you can make a quick donation, or you could just go to the website at WPKN.org and, and just donate and listen to me bloviate. Because the truth is, unless people contribute to WPKN, it just doesn't exist. And I think this existence is critical, especially in a time of a pandemic, to the sustenance of our culture. So please donate now. And now is an interesting time. Now is a time where COVID-19 has revealed to all of us that we're different. They were not all the same, and I just read out my list of winners and losers in COVID-19, 
and I've asked a few of my friends and colleagues and people that I know, I've asked them to come up with their winners and losers of COVID-19, and perhaps the most plugged in, totally together, bizarrely inappropriate, but at the same time lovable human being, Bruce Barber, is um, <laughs> here with me today. I hope, please God, Bruce Barber, are you there? Yes, I'm here. <laughs> and, Bru- and Bruce, not only as was a legendary radio figure in Connecticut for all those years on WPLR, but he also is the general manager at uh, WNHU down the street from Bridgeport, and he lives in New Haven with his wife, Karen, and she's a teacher and also a physician, but he also is kind of, the, in a way, forgive me, Bruce, you're kind of the voice of Connecticut Public Radio, so I hear you every single day. <laughs> I'm ubiquitous. <laughs> you are. All right, now with all that out of the way, tell me your winners and losers of COVID-19. You know, duo. I got to say, for me, there's just there's a lot of winners. Oddly, you know, this is it's such a tough time, and and it's so difficult for so many people. And I kind of, you know, I've been spending a lot of time thinking about my privilege. You know, the fact that right. I'm I'm not negatively impacted uh, through this pandemic in the way so many people are. Um, but you know, this is right up your alley. I've just rediscovered how much I love my home. Mm. And um, and specifically, uh, the the spot that I'm uh, speaking to you from, you know, where I am right now, where I'm speaking to you is my little home studio. Yep. That when we bought our house in Westville about ten years ago, I came right into this. It's a converted um, sun porch uh, off the living room, and um, we set it up as a, it was where I was doing my production work for Connecticut Public Radio. I was working from home at the time before I joined the University of New Haven. Um, but I loved the spot, wasn't using it as much because I have an office over at, at UNH, but now with the pandemic, I'm back here mm. and um, I feel so lucky to have this space. It is amazing that when the world changes, what doesn't change becomes starkly evident. And you think about it, you know, our homes are constants, so where we sleep, what we eat, what we wear, that kind of continuity is in stark contrast to this un- completely unprecedented time. Yeah, it's, and it's weird for me, I, uh, you know, I'm, I, I am both a very social person, but also I like my alone time. So, mm. quarantining hasn't been a a tough one for me you know I kind of always have liked being at home and I'm doing a lot of little projects around the house Um, but yeah so it's I'm just kind of reinvesting in just my love of of being at home when when you say that your home is really a classic it's it's a it's a classic four-square center hall place it's really a beautiful place and it's, and it's in a way it's comforting because you almost can feel it when you when you come up to it and you walk into it it's 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 like a home that you know before you're there it, you feel home when you walk in your door do you see your home differently now or is it just the same but with more appreciation well it's funny so the um you know how did you characterize it the winners and the losers so i can maybe speak a little about it in the pandemic the winners and losers of this great neighborhood i live in which is the westville section Hmm. and 
What's so wonderful about it is that it's a great community. The houses are close to each other. Uh, people know each other. And in the pandemic, so many people are out walking. Just, you know, there's mm. this vibrant activity going mm. by every day. Um, and I love our out, outdoor space in the back. You know, that's really become something that a lot of people are really cherishing um, yeah. during the pandemic. Um, the downside is because we're all so close together, uh, people in my neighborhood feel compelled to hire landscapers that use these giant lawnmowers <laughs> that are suited for golf courses. And they have teams of, they. it looks like... Um, you know, something from Star Wars with leaf blowers. Uh, it looks like stormtroopers, only they're blowing leaves and blades of grass. And uh, and that can be really difficult. Um, you know, I'm home doing Zoom meetings. My wife Karen's home doing Zoom meetings. And you got that wah going on. So I think that has been really the only major fail uh, as far as I'm concerned. Well... You know what? Thank you for your time on this, Bruce. And I, and I think that uh, you are you are sharing renewed sensitivities with a billion other people. So thanks a lot for being on Homepage Radio. And we have to do something together as soon as we won't kill each other by being in the same space. <laughs> That's right. I can't wait to see you, Duo. Take care. Thank you. And when we come back to Homepage Radio, we're going to be talking to Tim Herbst, who is an interesting human being who has the sad reality of being a lawyer like my wife and my father but also has been deeply involved in the social network of being a politician and i'd like to get his perspective on what covid19 has meant in terms of things that are better and maybe things that are worse so when we come back to homepage radio we'll be talking to tim herbst Hey, welcome back to Homepage Radio. This is Duo Dickinson. And today on Homepage Radio, we're talking about the winners and losers in the home of COVID-19. In other words, you've heard all these things talking about the future of the home or the future of our culture or how COVID-19 will change everything forever. And I don't think we've paid enough attention to just the simple realities of how we each confront where we live and how we live differently after four months of COVID-19. And I also want you to understand as you're listening to this, this is only able to happen really because WPKN exists, and WPKN only exists really because people like you who are listening donate to it. So if you could go right now to the uh, website, www.wpkn, and basically.org, just log on and make a donation while you're listening to the show, it would be great. But having said that, on the phone with you now is Timothy Herbst. Timothy, are you there? I'm here, Duo. There you are. Now, now Tim is a partner in Marino, Zabel, and Schellenberg, Schellenberg uh, in Orange, Connecticut, their law firm. But, he, but more sort of famously and notably, Tim was the youngest first selectman in, like, in the history of the universe uh, for uh, Trumbull, Connecticut. And that was, uh, you just finished doing that. You were there for almost 10 years, right, Tim? Uh, eight years. Eight years eight I was years. there. Goddamn. So, you're here listening to me, you're in a place, and you know many people 
obviously, you've been in politics and you're a lawyer, you know a zillion people. What do you think, in terms of just the way people live, are the winners and losers of this pandemic? Well, I think the... I think the losers would probably be my kitchen appliances that I've <laughs> come to learn how to use during COVID. Um, you know, I used to be just a microwave guy, but that poor stove got a uh, an indoctrination over the course of the last four months. But I, I would say that um, the winners during COVID, obviously, um, people have spent more time at home with their families. Uh, kids are home from school. Um, so there's more connectivity within the family unit, but there's nothing that replaces being able to go out to a restaurant for a meal, um, being able to uh, socially gather amongst friends. So, you know, there's certain businesses and industries that have clearly taken it on the chin. Uh, you know, my cousin had to reschedule her wedding for next year, so right. things like that, you know, really have impacted and affected people. But even though I think we are moving farther apart from each other physically, I think in a way many of us are becoming closer together, if that makes sense. It does. It, as you look at your home and, and you're thinking about, I know as you're thinking about moving, you've told me, you're thinking about maybe relocating, you think this might be a temporary place. And you're, when you're thinking about where you live and where you might want to live, because you're in that age group where, where you, you might be looking at the next home being a home for 20 years, Tell me what you think you value more in a home now, or maybe what you realize you probably shouldn't have valued as much in COVID, after COVID-19. You know, I currently live in Trumbull. I have sold my house, and I am relocating up to eastern Connecticut. But, you know, when I was in Trumbull, you know, the convenience factor was something mm -hmm. I considered. Being, you know, 55 minutes outside of New York City, close to the Merritt Parkway, uh, I could get to New Haven quickly. Um, the fact that uh, it was in a place where it wasn't so uh, out of the way, like in lower Fairfield County, that everything else in Connecticut seemed so far out of reach. But now as I'm considering where I'm going to be going to, you know, being that extra hour outside of New York City does not bother me. Um, being equidistant to New York and Boston uh, intrigues me. Um, being in a less... Um, fast-paced environment like Fairfield County um, interests me and intrigues me. So it's amazing as you go through different stages of your life, you look at different things at different times. And there's certain things that you might want at 25 that you don't want at 35 or even 45. Right. So uh, that experience alone has been enlightening for me. And, and that's why I like Eastern Connecticut so much because it's very, um, very laid back. It's a different world when we see the dangers of the world that has been put up for us, the, the, the connectivity world, the world where everybody gets together. And you realize that there are, of course, realities to that which we could never have known, not just, I think, in terms of disease, but also just in terms of, as you say, almost stress. And I think, I think COVID has that. And maybe people are thinking about homes more. Do you think you're thinking more about your home than you would have had you not gone through this? Absolutely. I'm thinking of my home uh, as a place of, of, of last defense, because mm. if, if you think about it, what this whole COVID pandemic kind of taught all of us, irrespective of our ideologies, is that, um, you know, next to a military conflict, something that has such a geopolitical 
existential threat to every corner of the globe, something like a global pandemic puts in perspective the need to to be safe, uh, to be able to shelter in place and, and have the things in your home that you need to do so, whether it be for four months, six months, or even a year. Uh, so it certainly, I think, has taught us all the importance of of your home being that, that last place of solace and defense uh, for you and your family to feel comfortable uh, no matter what's going on around us in the world. When you come home at night, that that's your comfort zone. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much, Tim, for taking a few minutes out of your busy day to give to talk to Homepage Radio. And I look forward to seeing you soon and working with you on any number of things that we're engaged in. So thank you for Absolutely being here. Absolutely, do. Thank you so much. Okay. So when we come back, we're going to be talking to who I believe is an extraordinary human being. Well, they all are, but, but, but she's an extraordinary human being. We're talking to Lucy Gilman, who has, in a very short period, essentially gotten her, uh, her perspective on culture out in the world. And people see the world that is all around them through her thoughts and I want to hear her thoughts on how COVID-19 has changed her perceptions, especially about the way she lives. So when we go back to homepage radio, we'll be talking to Lucy Gelman of New Haven. This is Duo Dickinson at Homepage Radio, the joys of live Homepage Radio as it's broadcast from WPKN 89.5 FM on your radio dial, a, a, a station that's been on for 24 hours a day for about 3,000 years because it's essentially staffed almost 100% by volunteers. Not only is it staffed by volunteers, it's actually funded by everyone and no one who no one business. It involves... Uh, thousands of human beings plus some not-for-profits but the truth is the only way this station really exists is the support of people that want this part of our culture part of their culture their own personal culture so do go now if you would to the uh, website www.wpkn.org and look for the donate button and click it while you're listening uh, to homepage radio that comes on by the way once every month, the fourth Thursday of every month, and has an enormous, enormous number of podcasts from the past three or four years on the website for you to take a look at. So we're talking right now to a very interesting human being. Lucy Gelman is the editor of the Arts Paper, which is described as an editorially independent arm of the Arts Council of Greater New Haven. And she's also been, we've listened to her and and read her at the New Haven Independent. And also, I have personally participated with her on WNHH Community Radio, also from uh, the New Haven Independent. And she has been, as she describes herself, a recovering academic. But more than that, Lucy... You are a person that knows about the world, and I'm really happy that you hey, are Joe. on Homepage Radio. So, hey, what's this, going on? Well, this is a strange show. This is this is Homepage Radio talking about how in this fourth month of COVID-19, and it's the fifth COVID-19 show that we are dealing dealing with. 
rather than think about you know the, the grand uh, predictions of how our lives will change, I'm asking people that I think get this how their own personal perceptions have changed in the very simple way of saying, what are the COVID winners and COVID losers in your perception of your day-to-day life, especially your home? Tell me about your day-to-day life and COVID. Sure. Um, Well, as a reporter, I can say that a lot of my reporting became remote pretty quickly after March 12th or 13th, which is when New Haven effectively shut everything down. Schools were the first to close, and then the the city closed pretty promptly after that. Um, I, as as some things have sort of come back, and especially because it's summer and outdoor activities are safer, I'm not saying they're safe, um, I have been reporting outdoors a lot more recently. Um, but but I would say, of course, reporting changes almost overnight when when you're faced with a global pandemic, which is certainly something that I had never dealt with before in my lifetime. <laughs> but in terms of when the reporting is done and you take the earphone out and you you go back home and you 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 go back to a place that you've been to before and you you, you know it well. After four months, has that place? changed for you? Have you seen things differently, both positively and negatively? Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, Duo, honestly, I don't know if there are any any winners of the COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, that's um, funny. Except, of course, out... Oh, sorry? Well, we just had a guest, uh, Lucy, that, that basically said they didn't think there, there were any losers. It was all winners for them, but you're saying there are actually some losers. So tell us about the losers. Uh, sure. Well, I, I mean, I, I think, do you want me to talk about my personal life? Yeah, just, just your home, just your home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, well, I, I will say, um, one winner, one unexpected winner is I get to spend a lot more time with my partner, which is wonderful. Um, I'm really lucky to have a very loving and supportive partner and, uh, and luckily we work well together, which is good when, uh, when we can't go to our respective offices. Um, yeah, that's true. So, th- so that and and I I will say trails trails are a winner of COVID nineteen I think, um, you know, and and public parks. Um, that said, I think that it's really hard for folks to not be able to gather, and that in my both professional life but also in my personal life has been very difficult. Hmm. And do you find do you find that? your relationship at home when you when you're at home and you can't gather what do you find has changed in terms of being within those four walls as now you have to be more often than not what do you find has changed in terms of your relationship to the that space that you call home yeah um well one thing is uh my home is much cleaner (laughs) than it usually (laughs) was because um as as you probably know, when you're working in a space constantly, it needs to be clean, and the clutter uh, doesn't leave you when you go to the office because you're not going to the office. Um, Interesting. So, so that is uh, is one part of it. Um, I would say less less so as the heat index has uh, crept up, but um, there was almost always something cooking uh, until probably until the heat index passed 85 and and now I'm I'm really trying to embrace the salads and the raw food and <laughs> you know and nothing that has me turning the stove on um, well, this is but, but a lot more said. home cooking 
this is an interesting thing you just said. So, so if, tell me if I'm wrong, and I haven't heard this before, and I think it's fantastic, that the sense of smell at home has become important. Yeah, I, smell I, that I don't agree with that. You know, you know, I've heard, Duo, also that smell is the strongest human sense. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's, um, I think you're onto something. And not only smell, but you think about it, it's not just of cooking. We, I don't know about you, but we have many more cut flowers in our house. We, mm, do. we don't. Uh, I think because we have open windows and don't want flies to come in. <laughs> but, um, but it sounds lovely. But here's the other funny thing. You just mentioned open windows, right? One of the big losers for me in COVID-19, it just almost on a cosmic basis, is air conditioning. Because the reason why, one mm-hmm. of the reasons why many things exploded down south uh, in terms of a COVID reinfection is that every single mm. space on the in down south is a closed environment where air conditioning is mandatory. And that air-conditioned space is a space that is maybe more dangerous now than it used to be, which is interesting. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Gosh. Well, in terms, of, in terms of the way you do get together in this COVID time, do you actually now, with those windows open and with safely distanced, do you have you brought have you brought people back into your home yet? No, um, I so I am very very lucky to have a backyard uh-huh. and have been able to gather with people um, at least six feet apart, usually more than six feet apart. If we take mm. off our masks to have a drink or something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and I will say I've let people in to use the bathroom and then sanitize. Um, <laughs> Maybe maniacally. Well, you know, I think I think that these workarounds and these changes, and then correct me if I'm wrong, a little bit like the sense of smell in your house. I bet you, in this situation, you appreciate your backyard more than you did before. I, I do, I do. You know, it's strange in that I moved from. Uh, so I I moved on March 13th, which was the, no March no. 14th, which was the first. Uh, documented COVID case in New Haven. Wow. Um, and and because of that, I moved from a building um, that I would not have, that I would have felt less safe in with, with COVID. And yeah, so um, so that I I will say you're right. There are winners. My apartment is a is a big winner of of COVID nineteen. It has kept me uh, mentally very healthy. Well, I need more time to talk to you about the arts and architecture in general, so if you could just put that in your date book that you'll be on Homepage Radio again, I would love to have you. Let's do it. So thank you for coming on to Homepage, Lucy. You got it. Take care, Duo, and please stay healthy. So far, so good. Not dead. So when when we come back to Homepage Radio, we're going to be talking to the more kind of official side of things. We're talking to the AIA Connecticut's own George McGoldrick, who has been an architect for a long time and is also, he calls himself, a citizen architect and serving his hometown. And that extension of home and architecture has now an interesting reality in pandemic world that how obviously his own insight into buildings how they impact where he lives is a good one to share so when we come back on homepage radio we will be talking to george mcgoldrick
Well, welcome back to Homepage Radio. This is Duo Dickinson, and I'm on WPKN 89.5 FM on your radio dial. We also are live streaming at www.wpkn. And we also, we, and, I, and, and I've, been, I've been duly sanctioned to actually use the word we, which makes me feel very warm and fuzzy inside. We, we here at WPKN only exist in these airwaves and places to listen because of you. You, the listener, actually funds every single bit of this, and it makes for a different culture than if it wasn't there. So as you're listening to this and hearing Homepage Radio and all the music and other shows that are on this incredible station, just think about its absence and say, you know what, that's worth something, whether it's volunteer hours or whether it's money. I would beg you to go to the website or call 203 331 9756 to support WPKN because every dime you give actually goes straight to making something like this happen. So here on this month's homepage radio, we have George McGoldrick and George McGoldrick is an architect. And what is interesting, he came back to Connecticut from the Midwest to raise a family and he is also serving this year as the president of AIA Connecticut. George, welcome to Homepage Radio. Thank you. Glad to be here. <laughs> now, you describe yourself, and this is what I love, you describe yourself as a citizen architect. Tell us <laughs> yeah. what that means to you, and then I'm going to ask you some questions about how you live and what, how you thought about COVID-19 in terms of how you live. But tell us about being a citizen architect. What is, what is that? Well, I, I think, uh, to me, it simply means that you know, architects have a, a variety of skills that can be uh, important in uh, in helping their communities uh, in a variety of ways. One of which is adapting to the the COVID situation we're in now. Um, but just generally, uh, you know, the one of the strengths of our profession is, in my view, is imagination. And uh, you know, a lot of community problems, uh, you know, require imagination for their solutions. And uh, uh, you know, I think there's a a leadership component as well. And I think that, you know, as professionals, we have an obligation to give back to our communities um, and serve where we can. And that's what I've been trying to do. So, in, so obviously, not only are you a citizen architect, but you're also a human architect. And yeah. humans live at home. And, and every day that you leave that um, community board that I'm, you say, I'm sure you are on, or the board <laughs> meetings, which I know you're on of AIA, when you leave those places, and I'm sure that's almost always now Zoom places, and you turn your, your swivel chair around and you look back into your home as an architect, tell me how you think your home has changed in your perception, and then maybe how you've taken that perception and manifested in your home. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, there are a couple of things. One is I think that uh, you know, in some ways, the uh, you know the little the kind of boundaries that used to be established, uh, you know, between work and home have have changed. Um, uh, all of a sudden, home has become the workplace as well as home, and I think that that's uh, you know the you know the ability to separate work from from the rest of your life, which we all have to do on occasion, is it gets a little blurred now. Um, there's some opportunities in that, and being able to work probably in many ways, you know, when you want to, uh, or when you feel inspired, and uh, uh, then there are other opportunities to spend uh, more time with the family and 
you know, in, in terms of winners and losers in this situation, uh, my garden, I think, is probably one of the winners, along with, <laughs> <laughs> and, and by extension, at least one groundhog and a couple of rabbits that are eating better. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. the trickle down effect, I like that. that. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, you know, just again, the, the ability to tend to things like that in ways that I haven't in the past, and uh, you know, as I said, to uh, kind of adjust the the work schedules and work and home schedules a little better. Um, and, you know, you know, physically what that's meant here is that I have, you know, set up a home office uh, uh, in a, a room we have in a house that kind of overlooks the backyard and it's kind of nice. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, that's kind of what it has meant for me in many ways. Well, and interestingly enough, my wife is also working from home now, so we've had to set up two different places. <laughs> And, and many people have said, it's interesting, Lucy Gelman said two things that are on point with what you're saying. She said it was, she found it incredibly wonderful that the person that she's sharing her life with has been, that relationship has been enhanced by being together. And yeah. then secondly, she also said that cooking has changed the way smell has, has infused <laughs> her apartment with a sense of comfort that she hadn't experienced before. Are those yeah. things happening for you too? Sure, they have. Uh, you know, it's uh, you know. Again, I do. I, I think that's true. I think uh, the, my relationship with my, my wife has gotten a little stronger as we both kind of learned a, a new appreciate, a new appreciation of the things that we do and, you know, at work. Mm-hmm. Again, having had that uh, home and work uh, boundary blurred. Um, the other aspect is my granddaughter. My I have a son who's a a paramedic and uh, so we've been watching my granddaughter a little oh, bit wow. and, and uh and, and running uh while she was in school we were running uh you know mcgoldrick elementary here for a bit so <laughs> well this is interesting george so 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 in the brief time left tell me how having a really short sweet person in your home has that changed your home to when you bring back that that child that hasn't lived in your home for a while it, it has um uh and you know it's uh you're right it's brought back a, a new kind of a life a new kind of you know you talk about the human side of things and uh yet it's, it's a new opportunity to see things through her, her eyes through the questions about what i'm doing or about what my wife's doing mm. uh she's very inquisitive little girl and you find and, uh, that she does she change and i'm talking to another architect here this is architect to architect a radio fan so yep. you'll have to forgive us for some inside baseball <laughs> linguistics that are probably fairly off-putting but still relative, relevant to your life. Do you, do you find that there is a change in the way you see and, and deal with space because of her there? Because she's so small and does these really cool little things. Does your sense of space change because she's occupying part of it now or not? Or is it just like a, something over in the corner? No, it, it does. Uh, you know, because, uh, for example, uh, uh, she likes doing some of her little projects in the office here with me. So we have a... Mm. A little tiny desk and a little tiny chair that she uses, and uh, uh, which is not something I would have experienced in my my former office. Um, Interesting. And you know, just how yes, yeah, so and how she uses the spaces is is different. Everything is you know, it's all play for her, which is nice. And uh, uh, it, I, I kind of yearn a little bit sometimes for for my adult spaces, many of which have been taken over, but. Uh, you know, it's, it's one thing I've learned to deal with, and I'm I'm willing to deal with it. I'm happy to deal with it because it's enhanced her life. Well, I'm going to break the rules of the show a little bit. I said I didn't want to think about the future. I just want to think about what 
presently are good good and bad outcomes. But what mm-hmm. you just said triggered something in me that maybe the people out there want to hear. Do you think, as president of the AIA, I, I wish there mm-hmm. was music to go along with that, <laughs> but as, as, as the AIA president, speaking, by the way, as it, myself, as an AIA fellow, there should be some other music that goes along with that, um, do you think things have changed in a way which will permanently change the way people look at their homes, or do you think it will just slide back into the way it was? I think we're going to. Uh, I think we're going to be dealing with a fair amount of permanent change. Uh, I, you know, people like to talk about it in terms of a return to normal. I don't think we're going to return to normal. I think it's going to be the new normal. I think is going to be very different. Uh, I think some things will remain the same, but uh, uh, you know, as you said, I think the way people use their spaces is going to be a lot different. The homes. Um, I think if we have to continue with the social distancing, I, I think a lot of the community interaction is going to be be different, uh, and architects have to adjust to that. Uh, I, I kind of hope that we don't end up giving up an urban environment and go back to one and two acre zoning everywhere. But I, I think some of that it may occur. You know, may, that maybe yeah. you know, and, and again, that's going to require some imagination uh, as a you know on the part of architects to, to address that. It'll be a community problem. And again, you know, back to this as an architect, it's a place where, you know, I think the uh, kind of training that we've had is going to be valuable. Well, George McGoldrick, thank you so much for joining us on Homepage Radio today. And I look forward to yeah. hearing from you again. All right. Happy to do it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And when we come back to, to Homepage Radio, we're going to be having the sort of wrap-up call with Joe Amarante, who has been with the New Haven Register forever. The largest level of, broadest level of cultural appreciation you can have of seeing things governmental, political, aesthetic, and, in, and commercial and in all ways. And I'm very anxious to hear what he has to say about not only how his personal relationship to his home has changed, but maybe broaden this out to think about how the relationship of the way humans and their homes have changed in these last four months. So when we come back to Homepage Radio, we'll be talking to Joe Amaranti. Thank you for joining us on Homepage Radio. We'll be back briefly. Welcome back to Homepage Radio. This is Duo Dickinson. And Homepage Radio comes on the last Thursday of every month on WPKN 89.5 FM. And WPKN is in the middle of a fun drive, a drive that only happens every once in a while, but is absolutely essential to getting this kind of programming and this kind of information and these kind of people just in front of you that would normally simply be not present in any of our lives the ability to take risks and think about things we normally don't think about is always present in the music that you hear on WPKN, some of the most eclectic, interesting, and thoughtful sort of oral um, ear candy you can imagine that happens here, but also in the occasional intellectual, cultural, aesthetic meanderings that other parts of the program, just like Homepage Radio has, for basically our culture in general. So if you think this is a good thing, if you think 
hearing different perspectives about things like the home or politics or cooking or the garden or anything like that that's always on at different times here in WPKN. If you think that's an important thing, I would beg you, beg you to go to the website, www.wpkn.org, and just click on the click on the donate button or just now you know just pick up the phone and call 203-331-9756 203-331-9756 and make a donation because the truth is what you give will directly bear the fruits of what this station has to offer which is an extraordinary gift to our culture now, another gift to our culture is Joe Amarante of the New Haven Register. Joe, are you there? Yes, I am. Hello, Duo. Well, Joe, you, you have a really unique place in that you deal with a huge swath of our culture all over. And you, like everyone else, has been awash in this pandemic. And I really would like to take the last five minutes of this show, and I'd, I'd, I'd love to have you opine on how you think this has changed first you and your home, but maybe how you think it's changed the way people generally think about the way they live. Yeah, um, I mean, as, as a person who, one of the people who puts your column in uh, the register, for example, uh, we, we appreciate what you say, um, and, and the thoughts on architecture. Um, but, you know, I think, I think for me personally, uh, it's been interesting to see, I, I, we moved to a condo, my wife and I, cause you know, you know, we had relatives who maybe stayed in houses too long without enough help or resources. And so, now we're starting to get up there a little bit in age, but we went a little early. We got we, and we 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 did that for an active lifestyle where we could maybe go travel more and and go to arts and entertainment events, things that I cover and stuff. And it worked out great for three or four years. And then the, the pandemic comes, and you know, okay, I like working from home. I don't mind it, but when you can't go in at all, that's kind of uh, uh, you don't you're not seeing people, you know, and talking to people. I did notice in the condo, for instance, people, were, you know, especially during the first couple of months of it, the uh, neighbors who had never, like, walked up and down the road were doing that more. They were also taking lawn chairs and going and sitting together for, like, three or four hours at a time, just enjoying wow. the spring day because they were furloughed or they were school teachers who were done with their day of teaching. And so it was kind of interesting and different. But um, and so there's some upsides. Obviously, delivery men. There's people. There's people who order uh, two meals a day and have delivery uh, in, in the condos. But you know, it didn't really suit our plans for for where we live now. And so you know, that's that's a little weird. And and so I'm still forcing trips. And we just got back from New York State, and I'm going to write about that on Sunday. Hmm. And um, but you know, it's it's. Uh, I think I worry. On a larger macro scale, I just worry about the sort of the, these blows to the public psyche, you know, culturally and mental mm. mental health wise, with the things that have gone on, and people miss the arts. I mean, you look forward to vacations, you look forward to the arts, and you go, we're going to go to this show, and you're looking forward to going to Hamilton or something. I mean, the Bushnell lost Wicked, they lost Hamilton. This coming, mm. and it's and this is out as far as we can see into 2021. They're just canceling everything. 
So, you know, all these things, I mean, and there's things as simple as going to church live, which just restarted for, for our Catholic Church, but, you know, I, I know you have an active program in your church, yeah. and, and the music choirs and not being able to see, you know, the, the priests have to say, you know, look, if Pete, we have a choir, he's, that's like the worst thing you can have, people singing out into the, you know, into an audience. <laughs> it's so, true. Um, yeah, there's so much that you know that has has gone by, but then there's some interesting spins on it that that uh, that have come out of uh, these situations that you know you see innovations and things, and uh, you know the fact that maybe people rediscover online stuff, uh, dis- discover online stuff that actually can you know go hand in hand with the live stuff, and so they they can find your radio station on. You know, from a distance online, like like right. I just did, and it's really really good. But anyway, you know, Tim Herbst mentioned the stages of life, and uh, you know, like ours didn't necessarily fit this pandemic very well. But um, it, you know, the, I do miss going into the Yale Center for British Art and, and oh, yeah. you know the previews and things. Although I don't like the uh, brutalist out, outside of it, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, do I just can't get into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish I wish we had more time because the yeah. truth is these these changes have changed us, and it's through the words of you and other people that we can better understand what this larger change is. So, Joe Amarante, I look forward to reading you and reading about your trip to New York, and I want to thank you so much for being on Homepage Radio. All right, man. Take care. Thank you so much. When you're thinking about this time that is going to remembered, be remembered in each of our lives differently. I want you to think really about what it has meant to you personally who's listening there. What are those winners and losers that you have heard from other people but in your own life, especially in that really litmus paper of where you live, your home, the one place everybody has and yet is totally idiosyncratic to the person or family who lives there. So in this COVID pandemic, whatever the heck it is, as you're thinking about it, think about also be thinking about places like WPKN, which allow the community that Joe Amarante so desperately wants to participate in to be there. So thank you so much for being on WPKN with me, Duo Dickinson on Homepage Radio.